Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Sarah is with me on the line today. Sarah, you travelled to Turkey for a tummy tuck and breast augmentation after weight loss. But I think it's an understatement to say that things didn't go to plan. When did you travel for the surgery? Um, So I travelled in February this year um, and I flew out to Antalya. I think it was the 17th of February this year. And how long were you due to, you know, to to stay in Turkey for the surgery and recovery? Well, I was supposed to be there 12 days, um, but because I wouldn't do a review for the clinic and the surgeon, they wouldn't um, release me home for 28 days. Okay, so you you knew going out you were going to be there for for 12 days anyway, at least. And you were getting um, pretty life-changing procedures. Yeah, so I was supposed to have a um, FDL tummy tuck, extended tummy tuck, and a breast lift and augmentation. Um, but well, and then I was supposed to wait six months for more surgery. Um, but while I was down surgery, he'd done all my surgeries at once. And had so, that been um, the initial said, plan? No, that wasn't the initial plan. I was supposed to wait six months and have my sides and my arms done. Um, but when I was down surgery, he done my back, which was never mentioned. Um, and he done my arms, my sides um, and a, a breast augmentation, breast lift and a tummy tuck. And he left me in a complete and utter mess. Just explain um, to listeners, Sarah, you know, the what you're dealing with now, like nearly seven, eight months on from the procedures. Yeah, so um, I've got complex PTSD from what happened to me because um, they operated on me while I was awake um, and they held me down. So I have got complex PTSD from that um, because I felt everything and, you know, it was horrific. Um, And then I've also got two large holes in my stomach. I've lost um, my breasts. I've only got part of one breast left. Um, I can't lift my arms above my head properly and I suffer with extreme pain. Um, because of the scars. He cut through my lymph nodes, he cut through my armpits, he cut through everything he could. I'm, I'm like a jigsaw, a jigsaw puzzle. And when when you, you know, like in the aftermath of the days after you you had, the, just after you had the the surgery, Sarah, what what was your reaction when, when you looked down and saw... Well, as, soon, as soon as I woke up, I knew something was wrong and I begged and begged to see the surgeon and um, he had gone home. So... Um, as soon as I woke up, I couldn't breathe um, and they were telling me it was normal, but I knew for a fact it wasn't normal. Um, and then um, I was only supposed to have eight drains. I had like 14 drains fitted. There was, drain, there was just drains everywhere. I remember looking to my left hand side and there was blood um, attached to me. Um, and then I found out that I'd, I'd lost six and a half pints of blood. I was only supposed to be down surgery eight hours and I was actually down surgery 13 and a half hours. He turned me during the procedure, which you're not supposed to do. Um, and then I remember looking down and I had a big mass in the middle of my chest that looked like a third breast, basically. And he was telling me it was swelling, but all along it was fat that he'd left behind. And that pushed in on my FDL scar and it popped my stomach open because it, it took too much skin. So I couldn't expand my lungs. And, that, and it also messed my breast up and that turned black. Sarah, I've, I've seen some of the photographs that you you sent to us. When were they taken? Um, so uh, all along the journey. So from the start, um, the, the 
all all the way. So the breast ones are just after the ones I sent you. The breast they're just after, and then the other ones are when um, the NHS saved my life, basically. I, like I, 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 you know, I, I know you'd sent us on some some photographs that we were we were going to post on online, but I actually think they're, if you don't mind me saying, Sarah, I, I nearly think they're too graphic to to share yeah, are, to people. I, but people need to see the real the re- what I actually know. happens out there. I really because they sell it. Mm. I really could not believe what I was looking at today. Like when when, when you talk about there's now holes in your stomach, you're not exaggerating. There. There is literally yeah. holes in your stomach. Yeah, you could literally see my insides. Because so, um, where he'd take, taken too much skin, he, they basically left me. I was in, they rushed me out to the hospital. They like Because they don't like pay in um, for too many days in the hospital. They rushed me out of the hospital and rushed me to a hotel. Um, and I was I was promised a, trans, a 24-hour translate. I didn't have any of that. They rushed me through the paperwork. They, they were telling me that I'd have to pay another £2,000. I mean, it was, it, it was totally, as soon as you hand the money over, it changes. It's all upscale, upsailing. That's all they do is try and sell, 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 sell. They made me feel so worthless about my body that I thought I needed all these different things. And I didn't. I didn't need it. You mean, but they make you, that's how they know how to sell. They, that's how they sell to you. <sighs> Why did you pick Turkey in the first place, Sarah? Had you, did you so, know? Um, yeah, so previously I'd had um, a gastric sleeve and, you know, that went well. I lost 12 stone, um, do you mean, due to health reasons. Um, I put on extensive amount of weight. Um, so during COVID, I'd, I was put on steroids for nearly two years and I piled the weight on and I needed an emergency hysterectomy. And, um, you know, I was put on the waiting list for a gastric sleeve, but I couldn't wait any longer. I was in severe pain. And I just needed to lose the weight so I could get, you know, the emergency hysterectomy. I was very young having a hysterectomy. Um, but I had stage five endometriosis and I needed it badly. So, you know, I, I used turkey for a gastric sleeve and everything went fine. So I, you know, I researched. I yeah, didn't just fly out. There. I know. I researched for like 17 months. I flew, I flew out a year before my surgery and met eight surgeons. I went to eight hospitals, clinics. I, I proper looked into it, like all the reviews, the certificates, the photos. And it's all fake. It's all fake. Like all my, like obviously I'm not listening to the name, but all my surgeons, reviews and everything were all fake. They're not even real reviews. And they make you believe that, you know, they put you in such a false sense of, you know, security. They make you believe that they're your best friends and they really care about you, but they really, really don't. And you'd had, obviously, the, the previous surgery. That, that was in, in the same place, was it, Sarah? No, it wasn't. It was um, that was a different part. A of different, surgery. okay. Yeah. But you'd had surgery abroad, and 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 it had gone well. So you were yeah. you were happy enough to to go, to go back. How mm-hmm. much can I ask? Like, like you've you obviously had paid up front. Then had you for the? Yeah, so I paid I paid for all the surgery. Um, but even though I was supposed to be going back in six months, I paid it in advance because I thought you know. Uh, but it, it was it wasn't cheap. It was fifteen thousand pound. I mean, that's still expense. That's an expensive for Turkey, um, you know. And I went with the most expensive, but over over in the UK, it's thirty two thousand pound, and I couldn't afford that. But I, I also couldn't live with my skin getting, you know, because I I had so much excess skin. I couldn't still couldn't do what I thought I could do. Like I, my stomach was cutting open. I mean, I was having boils. My skin was bleeding. It was rubbing. It was so painful, you know, with the excess skin. I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. So that's why I went for the skin surgery. 
Sarah, I have to say, I really, really feel for you when I saw the photographs today and what you're dealing with. I just, I just, I'm just hoping that, like, the, the company that I use is actually over here at the minute doing UK tours. Um, and, like, I've contacted everybody I can, MPs, immigration, you know, um, all the venues, like um, the GMD. They're not registered to do consultations, but they're coming over here on the fact that they're doing teeth, dental thing, procedures. But they have just been caught by a well. Okay. I'm not allowed to say, but a well-known. But did you, you know, have, have you have you been able to get in contact with with the um the, the place that you had your surgery? Yeah, I've, I've got a lawsuit against them. Okay, okay. So Can the lawsuit is getting um go um being cheered in Turkey in January. Okay, it's been it's been heard in in Turkey in January. Okay, did you you mentioned you've you've um you've had some though treatment since with the NHS? Is that right? Yeah, they they well they had to save my life. I was three days away from dying. They reckon um, because where they operated on me when I was awake and they held me down. He used, he, it was in a Botox clinic he'd been there, um, and they used dirty tools on me. So I picked up a thing called MDRO, which is a multi drug resistant organism, and that basically eats away your flesh. Um, so when I you know when they they forged the fit to fly. Um, even though they weren't supposed to. And I was let home after 28 days, only because I said I was going to go to the embassy. Um, and when I got home, I was I was dying. I was basically dying. And the N- the NHS obviously, you know, t- t- told you told you this in terms of the, the different things that you'd contracted afterwards, Sarah. Are you there? Can you hear me, Sarah? No, this was the last Sarah... I just bear with us for one moment. I think this might be an issue with the line. We just want to get Sarah to get Sarah back up on the line. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, she's she's absolutely not exaggerating when she talks about the the um, the different injuries that she's or the you know the extent of the damage that she's suffering. Sarah's back on the line. Sarah, um, the the you you went to the NHS. They've been able to do some procedures since. How have they gone for you? Um, so they they were able to save my life. They um, cut away all the all the dead because um, I was my body was rotting basically. So they um, I had necrosis, um, really really bad necrosis and MDRO. So I was in total isolation for like eight weeks in hospital. Um, I wouldn't allow to see my family or my children or nothing. And say to them that you know they they saved my life. Um, they they've been amazing. Um, I'm working with them now. They they're sharing my story to try you know stop and trying to get the government to put something in place. Um, to stop the advertising and to stop, you know, the um, allowing them over here to get more victims, basically. But um, it's going to cost me about £28,000 to have my breasts fixed. Um, that's through that's, the NHS? No, that's not through the NHS. That's, through, that's, that's, that's my cost. I'll have to pay that. You'll have to pay that. Um, so that's, that's going to cost me around £28,000 to have that because he's taking too much skin because he fit, fitted implants with that were too big for the skin that he t- he left behind, and my boobs, my breasts exploded basically. Um, my nipple, you know, my nipple died and it, my nipple fell off. So, um, so that's going to cost me about twenty thousand pound. And but the NHS are um, going to close my stomach um, because of their pain. You know, well, I was um, just going to. You must be in an incredible amount of pain still. Yeah, I'm. I take morphine daily. I take. Um, you know, I'm on a lot of. Um, I'm on um, a lot of mental health medication because after I got released from the NHS hospital, I actually went into total psychosis and I was sectioned because my body was in so much trauma and my mind was in so much trauma that the only the only way they could do it was by sectioning me because I didn't know who I was. I didn't even know my children's names. 
I I was really really poorly mentally. Um, but I'm just using this now to try and advocate and to try and help and stop other people from you know going through what I went through because it's all a pack of lies. What they say to you, you know, they make it out that you know it's a holiday, it's a health holiday, it's nothing like that. They they show you pictures of you know people sat by the pool sipping cocktails after having breast augmentation. It's not true. It's really not true, and people need to you know realize this. And I know I people. Government, no, go on ahead. I'm, I'm hoping the government stops them allowing allowing them to advertise. Because it's costing the NHS so much money. It's, do you mean it's, it's, it is like they saved my life, and like I understand, I use the NHS, but like the NHS, are, like they have even said to me, do you mean we're using your story now to try and stop it from happening from others? And I'm hoping the government will go out to Turkey now and speak to the government over there. Well, but I-, I won't stop until something's done. And I know that's the the message that you know you you wanted to de- to deliver to people today and and in sharing your story and I know other people listening to this will will get in touch now and say that you know they've travelled to Turkey and, and and other places and they've you know had successful outcomes and and you too yourself Sarah previously had and had a positive you know outcome but I suppose it's about um, highlighting to people really isn't it to just to to be aware yeah, of. Like they, they- they say for you to get insurance and I got a really, really big insurance out I did and they wouldn't even help me. So it doesn't matter about, you know, insurance, you know, to pay the NHS and everything because they don't even help. Even when things go wrong over in, you know, over in Turkey, they wouldn't even, you know, help or pay for anything. So like it's all in the small writing. So even if you think you're safe and you go over there and you get insurance to cover you, that doesn't even work. So people need to realise that too. It's all a big conspiracy with the insurance companies and Turkey also. Do you mean that? Um, mm-hmm. Do you mean? Yeah. Okay. Look, like you, you've had an absolutely, Sarah. You've. It's just. It is absolutely horrendous what you've gone through, and I'm sure for you, heading into Christmas, and you know your your kids, and you got this done in February. Like I'm sure it must feel like a nightmare for you. Well, that's what I suffer with complete and utter nightmares. I, I don't sleep. I literally have three hours, maybe two to three hours a night because I have night terrors because of the PTSD. I, I, every night I relive him killing me, the surgeon, every night. And I struggle, like, you know, you want about nightmares. I really, really struggle. That's the main thing with me is nightmares. And they're so, they're so real. It's Jermaine. But people, people are more than welcome to go on my Instagram. It's Sarah Getsleep okay. 21. Okay. Um, and see, they'll be yeah. able to see the, the photographs there. I, I know because people were, are asking us here, you know, about the photographs, but I, I just. I, I have to. They're, they're, I have spoken to many, many people on the show in, in the last couple of years who've had, you know, difficulties and complications from surgery abroad. But they're, um, they, they're really, really are absolutely shocking. And Sarah's not in any way downplaying what she's gone through um, from the photographs that certainly I've seen that, that she sent on to us today. Sarah, listen, mind yourself and, and take care and I hope the rest of your um, recovery surgery goes well and, and thank you for, for joining us today on the programme. I really appreciate you take having care. me on, guys. Not at all. all right, take you. care, mind yourself. Yeah, I mean, people wondering about why don't we have a national, you know, campaign to make people aware of the risks. Um, well, Sarah's talking about, you know, dealing with that at the moment in, in the UK and the situation there and the national campaign that they are looking at. I don't know. Do we need one in Ireland as well? I mean, we've we've talked to surgeons before who constantly highlight what it's like dealing with patients when they come home from getting surgery abroad. Maybe it is time. I don't know. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.